Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. My guest today is model and author Paulina Poriskova. Paulina has had a fascinating, monumental career. At one point, the world saw her as a model who married a rock star. But she is so much more than that. In this conversation, we talk about the pressure to keep looking young as we age, what it means to be a model in current culture, and Paulina's experience processing feelings of grief and betrayal after her husband, Carr's frontman, Eric Okasik, died found this conversation incredible, so real, so inspiring, so honest. I can't wait for you to hear it. Well, I just, I was walking around my kitchen last night and I was thinking I'm interviewing Paulina tomorrow. And it's funny because I didn't have any level of, you know, success, societal success until my late thirties. And there was such a long time of you being so, so mega famous and iconic in my life that sometimes I say, I can't believe I'm interviewing Paulina tomorrow, like the Paulina. And who am I? And it's just weird that now we're sort of peers in this media entertainment industry. And sometimes I just shake my head at the craziness of all of it, how people are like cars in traffic, weaving in and out, and 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 here we are together today. 
yeah, right. It's crazy what life throws at you, right? And you can never see around the bend. Like, you don't know what's next. Well, right. And models, you know, I grew up in the era of like the supermodel, like at the peak era of the supermodel and glamazons. And, you know, you weren't a person, obviously. You were not a person. You were just this alien beauty figure that like came down to speak to mere mortals and marry, you know, a rock star, but not, you know, at the superficial attractive level that you were at. So that was like your first mortal, normal human moment in my non having Instagram, Twitter or anything. So now you're a person like I've seen that you're actually a human being. I've seen you post real stuff, get emotional, really share. Um, and like you're a flawed human being. So that's crazy for some of us to realize now. Well, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of uh, thank you, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? It's the that's the it's the celebrity illusion. You know, right. in, 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 in my book, I have an essay about celebrity and about like my take on celebrity is like, like when you become a celebrity, it's kind of like you're enclosed in this soap bubble with a reflective surface. And so when people look at you, the first thing they see is themselves, you mm. know, the reflection of themselves. So their own assumptions about who you are. And so as a cele- people always think, well, celebrities you know, when you're a celebrity, everybody knows you. But in fact, it's exactly the opposite. When you're a celebrity, nobody knows you. Right. And nobody can possibly know you because they can't get past their own assumptions about who you are. So, yeah, I was a paper doll for my entire life. Does that mean that I actually was a paper doll? Uh, no. <laughs> right. But, you know, it took, I think it actually took uh, tragedy to humanize me. I think, it, I think uh, oddly enough, I think that's... Um, and, you know, I think that's where people kind of got the memo like, oh, maybe her life is not quite as enchanted and as amazing as it seems. And the fact well, that I shared. I think it was Rosie O'Donnell who said something about when you when you achieve fame and celebrity status, you don't change, but everybody around you does. Yeah. So, you know, it becomes right. I mean. Well, you th- I mean, see, you have a great point of view here because. You, as you say yourself, you didn't kind of become a celebrity until you were actually a woman so that you could, you perceived it in a different way than I, who, you know, was a famous child, you know, so it's like I've grown up in that world and yes. I, I didn't, I, you know, when you grow up with it, you just think that that's the world. You don't really necessarily, you know, you can't. That's interesting. Well, that's really interesting because I will tell you that my personality has changed as a result of it. Now I'm at, you know, I'm not JLo. I'm not like people aren't standing outside my window with cameras. Um, and I'm very, very introverted, which people are shocked by. I really never go out ever unless I have to. But I used to be someone who would talk to people in restaurants, I think, or just, you know, talk to random, random people, not all the time. And I didn't want to stay in the conversation for super long, but I would go to Starbucks in my pajamas with pimple medicine on my face. I've never really been overly vain. Um, but you find that your body language changes a little if you're going to be out and pe- people are going to just, oh, like, oh, God, I forgot we're out and we're at a, like a mall. And that means that people are going to see me and know that they know me and that we're going into that now. Yeah. So you do change a little bit because you're just like a little bit on guard and your posture is a little bit crouched because you're just like, wait a second, you know, so that is so you have developed that personality from the beginning and who knows 
how that would have been different or, or unpeeled it now. Interestingly, I think it worked a little differently for me because um, I never knew anything else. I mean, you know, I was kind of famous as a political refugee initially when I was a child. And then, oh, you um, had that was a you were that was a public thing for you personally, like you were known for. When I arrived in Sweden at the age of nine, after this protracted, lengthy thing of my parents trying to get me out of the uh, out of Czechoslovakia. I arrived into Sweden at nine and I was like, do you remember that kid, Elian Gonzalez, the, the Cuban refugee? Yes. yes. Well, I, I was that in Sweden. Oh. So um, I was like the face of, you know, this crisis. Cold, the, yeah, Cold War and, you know, poor political refugee. And that doesn't make you like super popular in school. Uh, so I kind of that, you know, dragged along with me through my teen years not not a great time to be known as a political refugee oh um, wow i because i was going to ask you about the bullying and that was a big part of it yeah yeah that was well that was kind of you know at, at least as far as i knew that was what uh the bullying was based on because i was always called you know dirty communist and go back to your country and you know oh always- wow really intense bullying like oh, yeah. speech. oh yeah wow no, I, had, I had my head shoved into a toilet and the water flushed because i was told i was dirty and that never leaves you that ne- that's that that well, childhood trauma yeah yeah, yeah. wow well, that. <laughs> what so did you what did what were you thinking were you particularly glued to the television with the situation in ukraine yeah it was yeah actually it was it was um i, I was when I, I i had actually traveled to israel at that point to uh attend my godson's wedding and I was in the middle of writing my book. Now, I was on a super time crunch because I had to finish my book in three months. Uh, that's a very short amount of yes. time to write a yes. book. So I wrote literally every single day, Saturday, Sunday, um, all holidays. But I had to go to my godson's wedding. It's like one of those life, right. you know, once in a lifetime things. So I went to Israel. I was completely jet lagged. I was sitting in my hotel room writing. And when I woke up in the morning, I... That was the headlines that I saw. And I just felt like I crumbled, you know. And um, and then this essay just kind of flew out of me about occupation, about uh, the what it feels like to be occupied by, you know, uh, on, on a country level and also on an emotional level, you know, occupation of the soul. And what's really, truly dangerous about occupation is not, you know, not that you can't get the jean jacket that you want or that you can't listen to the kind of music that you want, but it's that your soul is occupied. You mm. know, you get, you get, um, you, you get, you get, you're scared of everything. Like you, you, you put into this little shape that you have to um, kind of fit within. And that's kind of like fame too, to a certain, to a certain extent, you know, it's like being put in a box and, and part of you almost goes, well, I'm safe as long as I stay in the box. Cause I don't mm. really know what's outside of it. Interesting. It's well, I also think about the fact that you were nine because I just recently went to an event for the National Holocaust Museum and survivors spoke. And to be at an age that you definitely really f- remember, process and feel like that's a very interesting age. I feel like the first time my daughter was a person that we made decisions together about where we were going or what we were doing was, you know, probably 
eight, seven, eight. So you now have opinions and, you know, you're you're confused. You're in between being two people, a total child with no opinion and, you know, a very, very overly decisive tween. So <laughs> I just think that the age of that is very uh, is compelling. And I was very inv- I am very involved in um, Ukraine relief. So it's crazy. Yeah, I know. And thank you. I I follow you on IG too, and I see all the stuff that you do, and I just think it's so amazing. Well, I appreciate that. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Imagine a sharp, stabbing pain on your skin. Sounds like a nightmare, right? While individual experiences may vary, it's how some people describe shingles. This painful blistering rash could interrupt your life for weeks. It could even force you to cancel social events or weekend plans. Over 99% of adults 50 years or older already carry the virus that causes shingles. One in three people will get it in their lifetime. Why wait? Ask your doctor or pharmacist about shingles today. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Um, so it's funny, we're talking about fame and we're talking about beauty. And I, for some reason, when I was reading about you, I was thinking about Victoria's Secret and Sports Illustrated and the, the changes in body type and in, um, ethnicity and 
all of these different things. And it's, I'll be totally honest because, um, sometimes it feels like beauty and being a model and that whole world of imagery is in an identity crisis because when I was growing up, you heard that a model had to be five foot seven. And that was the, the, that was the Kate Moss exception. You know, you had to be five foot seven. You had to weigh a certain amount um, because you had to be sort of like a hanger for clothes. You know, you were just like a canvas for clothes. And even the look, you know, you weren't going in there with big extensions and glam. You had to be natural and be like a blank canvas. That's the way that I saw it or read about it in the magazines. And now... And, you know, I've talked to different men that think Sports Illustrated was just it was it was stunning alien like women in bathing suits. And now they feel that it's not like that because publications have to make sure to check all of these boxes. Um, And I think about models were never supposed to be like everybody else. They weren't supposed to look like everybody else. They were supposed to be these glamazons. It doesn't you know. LeBron James does not play sports like everybody else. That's why he's LeBron James. Like. That's why you're you. That's why Cindy Crawford. It doesn't mean that anyone should love you more or hate you more for it. It's just what it is. Like you just had to, you just were born stunning. So that's why you were a model. And Michael Jordan was born with a gift or Picasso was born. So everything doesn't need to be that everybody's gets the same exact opportunities okay, well, gonna, in everything. I'm going to disagree with you in a, in a, in a, like half ways. Uh, no, I just want to so, hear. I'm curious because yeah, yeah. this is what the thoughts that I have that I'm not allowed to say inside, no. but I'm saying them. Well, that's because it's you. And thank right. you for just, you know, saying what's on your mind. Unfiltered. Right. Yeah. Um, so first of all, uh, models. Yes. I, I know like of what you speak. And that was kind of like, you know, my generation, uh, the, the, you know, Christy Brinkley, Cheryl Teagues before right. me, and like, uh, you know, the supermodels after me. So, yes, we were supposed to. Um, first of all, the reason you had to be tall and a very specific size is because designers make a sample of clothing, one sample, and all the girls that will photograph it in magazines have to fit that one Right, sample. that's what I understood. So that's exactly. why we all had to be the same size, right? right. So that size, uh, size was not an option because you had to fit that one outfit. And that right. Um, obviously, younger skin, um, I was told, reflects light much better than older skin, and hence all the you know, 16, 17-year-olds. And uh, so, like, size. And by the way, but that's why a basketball player, they should be tall. Like, we're not mad at them for that sport because they should be tall. It's okay. We're not like, oh, why don't you have short people playing NBA? It's just what it is. So go ahead. See that, but that's how, that's how, that's what the fashion business was in the 70s and the 80s. Now, mind you, before that, in the 40s and 50s, I believe a lot of the fashion models were actually socialites. So they were older, they were slightly older women. They were women in their, you know, late 20s and 30s, uh, occasionally even 40s. Um, and it and it was like elegant women modeling, like the kind of things that they would wear. So it was like, like that it, W Magazine look of all those wealthy yeah, New York. Yeah, okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. So it was, so it's changed, you know, it's being changed okay. throughout the, the years of like the way of showing you fashion or the way of selling you fashion and of okay. course now we have more fashion than ever to sell and we have like beauty products up the butt to sell so right you know, there's more and more and more information but i think i also think that um while we were clothes clothes hangers and that's all fine and well to show you you know the magnificent creations of like you know yves saint laurent or whatever um it also um 
we also didn't represent very many women. We only, you know, we were clothes hangers. And it, and and I think while we were supposed to really only show you the fashion and make the fashion look attractive, you know, little girls open the fashion magazines and then sort of get the idea that this is what they're supposed to look like. That so, I do go with you on. That I understand. That's where the interesting line is, though. But not every little boy looks at a professional athlete thinking that that's how good they're supposed to be. It's okay that you grew up prettier than I am and taller than I am. I I am a good marketer, whatever it is. Like everybody's not exactly the same. And what with pertaining to to color of your skin, a hundred percent. Like yeah. all ethnicities should be yeah. included. I'm just saying, are people are some people allowed to be more attractive than others now? Is that no? Is that been canceled? Well, see, that's or what is attractive? Well, like, I, what think, is attractive? I think I think that that's what we're battling with now is what is attractive because, quite frankly, Bethany, if you took this same face and this five foot eleven body and stuck me back a century, I would have been um, washing dishes somewhere because I sure as hell wouldn't have cut it as a beauty a required beauty you really think is that really true like isn't some beauty just doesn't some beauty just stand the test of time i don't know i'm looking at you and i'm i don't know Uh, i maybe i don't know square face and the high cheekbones that was seen okay so it's trendy thing it's a trend type thing well we do we beauty our perception of what is beautiful does change with time right right? okay admittedly throughout the century i like that good makes sense we have had different views of what beauty was and it's usually sort of based around i guess you know the economy and um you know sort of like what's going on within the society so it's like you know really plump juicy women were seen as the sexual ideals for for hundreds of years because Mm -hmm. that noted money and and wealth and and uh indulgence and 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 good health yes ability Yes, And then it wasn't until the 1920s when um, being really thin suddenly was a thing. You know know what you're saying to me makes perfect sense. You said I keep going back to you saying that it was designed because you're just you're moving product. You're moving the clothes. You're moving the beauty. So being a blank canvas, being a hanger, being whatever you say. So now I so I think it boils down to marketing. And now um, it's being it's all boils down to marketing. So now whatever's going to sell. So if. So it's, it's people whatever the- you buy. It's whatever you personally, Bethany, feel yeah. like buying. Whatever I, Paulina, feel like buying. That is what you. That is what's going to be pushed as the, um, I guess, object of beauty. Yeah, and it's starting at the top with the media and the magazines and the designers, so they can shift. So I'm disagreeing with myself because they can shift. It's still just marketing something different. So it doesn't, just because a size 14 is now more sexy than a size zero, it's still marketing that. It's just exactly. marketing whatever. It's it's exactly. always going to be an ebb and flow. Yeah. So I just, yeah. While we were talking about that, you know, and body inclusivity, as, as we we're saying, has, you know, flourished and color inclusivity. Fantastic. I'm, I'm all for all inclusivity because I do think that, um, I think as a woman, we are told so early on that the way we look is of utmost importance. Even if your parents tell you, you know, you're great, you're fantastic, you're beautiful the way you are, don't listen to what anybody else tells you. You live in a society and you get these this input thrown at you all the time that says the way you look matters. 
There is something. Yeah, and called- why is it? But there, why is it okay for? It's not okay for someone to talk about someone's weight if it's heavy, mm-hmm. but it is okay to talk about someone's weight if they're thin. Like there are double standards, and then some people will say that it's great to celebrate all sizes, all shapes, but not to be promoting unhealthy eating habits. And the pendulum has sometimes swung because everyone's mad at anyone for being thin. And I have a brand called Skinny Girls. So believe me, I know it. Sure. And we've always like we made the connection um, like in the old in the olden days, being plump was healthy and that Mm -hmm. skinny was healthy. And frankly, you really can't tell by looking at a person whether they're healthy or not. That's (laughs) that it's it's not the body size that determines health. That's true, too. So so is it has it been incredible pressure being on lists, being the top 10 most beautiful, the top 10, you know, or just being a supermodel? Is it pressure because then you're out at the supermarket? If, if you think you don't look good, someone's looking at you and they're seeing the emperor has no clothes or what is that pressure like? Or do you not care? Um, I was also never very vain. And, all, and you know, and nice. I, and I come from a background where I um, I was told I was ugly for until I was 15 years old. Uh, I lived in Sweden. I was, I wasn't even in high school. I was in middle school and I was constantly told that I was ugly. Um, and I'm in one week and I, I go to Paris, I wake up and all of a sudden I'm told I'm beautiful. I look at myself in the mirror and I go, well, I'm looking at exactly the same features. Wow. So a week ago I was ugly and the same exact face is now beautiful. So, so you're saying what we just said. It's marketing. Well, <laughs> beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? right. It's not about right. me. It's about other people's perception of me. And I already sort of knew that. So um, I, you know, I was the girl that arrived at bookings with my really thick glasses and, and, and a classic book. And that was... <laughs> That was the kind of a model I was. I wasn't really into the high fashion world of it uh, uh, at all. It was like it was a job, and I was very grateful that I could do it and make the money that I made. But I honestly don't give a crap about fashion. I don't well, by the way, it's funny because I'm not. I'm not vain either. I saw a lot of you, of myself in your story. Um, I'm not particularly vain. I don't really care. I like dressing nicely and I like having a nice outfit to go to something. But I don't care about quote unquote fashion. Um, and um, were you a good business? Are you a good business person? Have you been good at the business of the business? I suck at business. Unlike oh. you, Bethany, I <laughs> suck at numbers and business. And it's just, I just, I like, I'm, you know, I'm all about, you know, writing and, and figuring out people's um, emotional backgrounds. And like, this is like, that's, that's all this sort of interconnectedness between emotions between people that interests me and money does not and it never right did. but you uh, definitely have made some mistakes in that case with this i sure I've- as hell have <laughs> i have made some very i made some very obvious mistakes um and and i paid for it you know it was, colossal uh, it, or just the cost of doing business uh well so <laughs> um i met my husband when i was 19 and uh we were married for 30 years we were together for 35 Wow. Three, uh, two years we were separated, but still lived together. And then when he died, he left behind a will that, that said that I was not uh, eligible to any of the money of our estate because I had abandoned him, which was a patent lie. 
But I um, found myself after 30 some years of living with this man that I trusted with my life, um, suddenly waking up and he was dead and I couldn't ask him what was going on. And um, also like no cash. <laughs> like I was like, I did, I did it because we were still married. I did get these two houses that we owned, but um, heavily mortgaged and I had no money to pay for anything. Oh, and then I, came oh, wow. COVID. So, you know. Wow. But like, I don't even know how someone, you know, many kids get married without prenups that are married for 30 years. And that's a horror story you're telling like that. It's very common for someone to be dumb and not sign a prenup, you know, yeah. you know, in the 30s, whatever. But at 19 years old, no one's going to blame you for not knowing what a prenup even was. And and like you but along the way, you never like asked, are we good? Am I good? What's the will? Like, you know, no, no I, it never occurred to me because. This is the man that I spent my whole life oh. loved him, and I thought that he loved me the same. I thought we were, we were getting a divorce because our marriage was not working. But you uh, had a pretty good run. It sounds like we had a really freaking good run, and we share. I mean, you know, it's like I spent my whole life with this guy, so I, I trusted him wholeheartedly. So oh this my was, god! Uh, it's really like this. You just were like trying to mourn and hate at the same time probably yeah, it was it was uh, it was not a, it was not a good time um but it was obviously the darkest time of my life but um isn't that funny though it's funny that you say that because i had a te- i was married 2 years it was a 10 year to get divorced on a 2 year marriage 10 year and i mean probably over 5 million dollars in legal like it was gnarly it was not a garden variety divorce i mean it was oh insane my God. yeah brutal battle I mean court appeals it was endless and it was I had a very very challenging childhood I've seen everything from abuse to hospitalization to attempts at suicide in front of me I've seen it all nothing compared to this situation I'm telling you about as an adult so I can identify with you probably the walls closing in the frustration of having no control over the situation and not being able to get the answers you want and you'll never get them and then having to say to yourself Every day is like just moving closer to healing. Probably, I think of it like I used to think of it like golf. Okay, I'm at the first hole now. Hopefully, I'll get to the second, and then I'd get pulled back to the first hole. And yep. I don't know where. What hole are you at now? Yeah. In everything, in grieving, and pain, and anguish, and confusion, and frustration, all of that. What hole in the golf game are you? Ha. Huh. Well, see, I, my metaphor for this is I like your golf course. I, I I wish I had thought of it. My metaphor was being pushed into the ocean. In, at night in the dark with a storm and just trying to stay afloat. Like you have no idea what direction to go in. There is no light. You don't know what happened. You don't You're not trying to win. Happened. You're trying to survive. You are literally just in survival mode for a really long time. Um, What's long? How long? Um, I would say, well, it's been three years now. And I think I've gotten, you know, I'm like healing in certain aspects of mm-hmm. it. So, I am, um, I'm, I'm sort of okay with the betrayal part now of, of, of the will thing mm. because the money thing got sorted out, his um, estate uh, settled. I got what was due to me under New York law, which is a third, not a half mm-hmm. mind you. I did right. put all my money into our joint bank accounts and I got a third. Oh, wow. All your modeling money was in oh, the pot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It all went into the same pocket. Wow. Um, 
So, but you know what? I got some. So, um, and I'm, I'm, and I'm okay. And I'm working again. So, and you know, and, and, and so I, so you got over the betrayal, but I got over did, the betrayal. The grief is kind of like a, it's kind of like an, thing that surges up you know like you think you're okay and then it just kind of grabs you and pulls you under for a while grieving the death not grieving the betrayal grieving the actual loss yeah yeah interesting i mean again i spend my whole life with this man i know it'd be hard though to imagine like the the anger probably was a pretty good grief help because you're not you know at you would have been think about how different your grief would have been if you didn't have the anger. I'm just curious about that because I, you know, there are people whose husbands leave them with all these bills and kill themselves and then they're like grieving because the person was in so much pain, but they've left them with this garbage dump. So it's got to be this mixed up crazy thing that many people listening can probably relate to, sadly. I actually think that I, um, I was, I was a little resentful that I didn't just get to mourn him because I just, after a while, I was so angry. And when I wasn't angry, I was so sad. Um, and when I wasn't sad, I was angry. It's like right. there was no, there was no, there was not no moment Exit. where, yeah, where like one thing wasn't hurting. You couldn't um, get out. Wow. Yeah. And where, and so now, so if it was a marathon or if it was a golf game, how much out are you now? I don't know, Bethany. I have no idea. I'm three years into it and I can say that, look, I, I, I I I feel like I have a purpose in my life now. I I sort of know what I'm doing. Um, you know, I've written a book. Um, I am promoting the book. I am. I have my a sweet little apartment. Um, it's a rental, but you know, it's my own apartment. The Where first, is it? It's um, it's in Manhattan. Oh, great. I, okay. See, see this beautifully wallpapered wall. I I um, keep looking at it. I'm obsessed with it. Uh, it's really cool. It's stick and peel wallpapers because it's a rental, so I couldn't really wallpaper. I it love it. Um, but on the other side of the wall is the very first apartment I rented when I came to United States when I was oh, seventeen years old. My God, what? How's that that's, for a karmic circle? That's meaningful. That's beautiful. So yeah, you're living. Well, you're an empty nester, right? Your kids are grown. Yeah, my kids, my kids are my kids are out. It's just me, and. Uh, I am. What a full circle. Wow. Okay. So I, I mean, I, I, this is gonna, I would love to, this to be three hours. I, I have so much to, talk, to ask you. Wait, so your kids are grown and how is your relationship with them as it pertains to this thing you've just discussed? I'm sure you have to compartmentalize a lot. You're not going to drag them into everything, but they're adults. So how is the whole dynamic with your kids as it pertains uh, to this? My children are freaking amazing. They're wow. like, they're, I'm so I am so proud of these two men that we've raised. And that's me and my husband both. He was instrumental in, in them becoming who they are. And they are they are gentle and they are kind and they are understanding. And, you know, I when I was writing my book, all of this stuff is in my book. I didn't spare myself any. I'm keeping other people's secrets, but I am purging mine. Um, and so I, I, I ran the book by them before, you know, before uh, publishing to make sure that they were okay with everything I said. And there were a couple of things that they said, mom, please take this out. This is not, I, I don't want, I don't want this in there. But, so of course I did. Um, but then I had their full blessings on, yep, this is, this is how you see it. This is what happens. You just okay. you know, go ahead, mom, go mom. Um, and- and they're super supportive. And 
for them to be super supportive of their mother who does tell the truth about what happened it's, right. it's pretty extraordinary because they adore their father i mean he was like the greatest dad in the world to them wow okay well that's good that you compartmentalize that and allow them to have that without tarnishing that completely um so I remember, obviously, I've always known who you are, but really you kind of piquing my interest during the pandemic when you were really sharing. And I mean, did you like really share? I don't remember what the post was, but you were really having a hard day and you were posting yourself uh-huh. the way that you you look. Um, and it was raw, to say the least. And it seems like that's this next chapter, which is connected to this book entirely. Um I can't wait for you to tell me when you've come out of it because there will be a moment where you're out. Like I'm out and it took a long time. It took How a, de- a decade. A- um, well, it was a decade till the thing was closed. So, yes, but you emotionally, know what? emotionally, how long did it take? Well, you? no, I mean, I couldn't even start the emotional process of healing until I felt that there was a button on it and everything. The money was closed. The custody was closed. The full custody was closed. Like all of that was closed. So I would say realistically, um, maybe a couple of years, like, but so probably, I don't think you're that far from feeling like maybe after this book does well, like there'll be a moment where you'll just feel like, wow, like this button has been snapped and now I'm really like feeling lighter. It's just, there'll be an aha moment and it definitely hasn't happened yet because you know it. And just the pandemic saved my life because it brought everything to the surface that had happened for all of these years. And it's when I got full custody and it's when, you know, everything was just done and settled. There were no more things to discuss. So whenever that is for you, and I'm sure there's a couple of little things that haven't been finished, that will be like, wow. And it will. I think clear. it's, I think it's all clear for me now. I think it's been clear for me for, for probably about a year now. So whatever, you know, I mean, look, I, what, I fell in love with my husband when I was 19 and I found myself single um, when my husband and I separated, which was before his death. I fell very much in love with somebody and he left me the day I was selling my house um, during the pandemic. So that was a little added. Um, That's the Aaron Sorkin of it all? No, God, no. Oh, Aaron oh, okay. got himself in a mess by being my public boyfriend. No, Aaron oh. was my vacation from heartbreak. Bless him. Oh. Yeah, no, he was my he was my little vacation and I, I adore him for it. No, it was a different man, but unnamed man. Got um, it. I don't care at all. I just was I didn't know because he has been public with you, so I didn't know. Uh, yeah. No, no, this okay. guy this guy was not 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 for any particular reasons, but just it was um, you know, everybody everybody around me knew and my husband knew and the kids knew and it's like, you know, it was but it was it was not I was not sharing that with the world because it didn't belong out out there it wasn't anybody's business at that point but so i was kind of dealing with the grief and the betrayal and then heartbreak as well and then covid so when you saw me sharing when i came on your radar was when i was literally drowning um i was at you know i'd say suicidal but um you know it sounds so like no. And COVID crystallized everything because you're alone with your own thoughts in your head and you, you know, you can't release. And I had never really been alone in my home. Oh, that's true. I didn't think. Wow. Yeah. No, a lot of people are like experiencing health problems now as a result of, you know, over consuming during COVID. I mean, it was for some people, you know, it was either it was either every it either helped them entirely or destroyed them. So I could see. So you basically 
were what could be perceived in other worlds or other times as oversharing, but you literally needed to connect to people. Exactly. Because I was going to die. Wow. I mean, there was, there's like, there's no, no other way to put it. I was drowning and I was sending out little messages in the bottle saying, please, somebody, are you, is anybody out there? And did people help you? And yes. And that's the, that's the, to me, the miracle and, and that, that, that there were other souls, well, there were other souls that connected to me and how much that, that it did keep me afloat. And then I kept other ones afloat. There was like, you know, these people started sort of coming to me because of me sharing my vulnerability and then they Amazing. started sharing their vulnerabilities with me. And and when you just know that there's somebody out there that hears you, even just that little bit makes you make it to the next day. That's you know, really sometimes. special and a gift and kind of full circle with your book coming out too. So, you know, you're on this sharing, connecting, rebuilding journey, being by yourself in your apartment. Um you know, I, I did see myself in you in that it feels like you were alone. You weren't alone in your adult life, but it feels like in your child life, you were alone a lot. You kind of, did you raise yourself? Uh, well, yes, I raised myself, but I also raised my little brother. Uh, okay. So I was not so much alone. I was lonely, but I wasn't alone. I had this three-year-old that I had to take care of for, you know, my whole childhood. Which does make a difference. That's like such a connection. Like being a single mom, you just feel like connection to your child. And that was your, so I get that. That's not being alone. No. And then I met my husband at 19 and he already had four kids. So, you know, I, my whole, I feel like my whole life was spent um, being needed by somebody else. And now I'm learning how to not be needed by anybody. And you know what? It's not, it's, I don't love it. Oh, well, you know, I now I'm thinking about the child support issue with your father coming full circle with this issue with Rick, which I had the same exact child support issue as a kid. My The stories told to me were just that my father, we hadn't seen him since he was five and he never paid child support. He was this big, famous horse trainer. And um, I my relationship was very challenging also with my mother. So I'm relating to you there. But then to come later and have someone want to take your money that when you were broke and never earned any, for me, that was full circle also. Just like that's can't that's not an accident. Like those things are just interesting. You had that in your story. It's literally in your bio about your father. And then you come into the situation with someone you're supposed to trust years later. It's like a, leaving another mark. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and it's but it's a little bit like life, like whatever fates, whatever higher powers, if there are any, it's, um, it's like you are here to learn this lesson and Mm -hmm. you, and, and you need to keep having obstacles thrown in the way to learn it because you're not going to learn just by coasting through life. Right. So here's another obstacle for you. Let's see how you'll deal with this one. Well, Ellen always said, you'll, you'll keep making the same, Ellen generous. you keep making the same mistake until you learn the lesson, she said to me. She said a couple of things that I that jump off the page in my whole life. It's interesting. Um, but she said that to me. And also, 
it kind of feels like it created this new journey for you. I mean, without what happened with Rick and your dad, but certainly what happened with Rick, you wouldn't be sharing in this way and writing this no. book in this way. And no. So no. that's what I was going to say about the golf was that I was thinking, I know there's a reason for all this, this pain, this mental pain, this graze, these hair falling out, this stress. There's something about this. It will not feel like this forever. I will be able to pay this forward and help other people in their situations and their divorces. And I feel like that's what's happening for you just seems very poetic yeah I, I i think you're right i think and i also think like for most of my life i had i have always had this like real desire to connect with people again mm. it kind of comes back to i don't i don't i'm not a great alone person i mean i'm fine obviously i can manage but i really enjoy talking to people connecting asking them about their lives sharing that to me is like my joy in life right and so and and yeah. it, i was always i was sort of prevented from being able to do that because my husband was exceedingly private and he kind of hated people actually um he was not social at all and um so we were a very small tightly knit family uh and and then and then my celebrity sort of prevented me and that's the kind of celebrity i had for being a of mom course. you know no i mean uh, to be a model married to a rock star is not exactly relatable to the average person. Yeah, to be apparently. to be to to be so that it didn't make you vulnerable or relatable or connected. So to be jilted at, and alone as an empty nester and at your at your your bottom when everyone thinks you have a perfect life, that's relatable. Yeah. You know? So here we are. That's yeah. really interesting. And yeah. it makes a lot of sense. And it so it was a maybe it was a gift. Maybe the pandemic was a gift for you too. It was one of those um, gifts that burns down your house. Yes. Uh, So you're not immediately grateful. Exactly. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Believe me. I get it. I I still can't see my situation as a gift either. I get what you're saying. But it definitely was a new chapter starter. Do you you like where you are now um, better than at your happiest before all the things fell apart? Well... My childhood was the racetrack and gambling and seeing alcohol and drugs and going to nightclubs at 13 years old and seeing crazy abuse and all kinds of nut, nuts things, moving 13 times. It was, it was, but so as an adult, I was a bit of an action junkie and I'm just like, let's do that. Okay. There's a crisis in Ukraine. Okay. I can solve it. I can raise $50 million. Like I get in all the way and can handle anything. So while I'm good for it. There's nothing I can't get done. It's not great for me. So -hmm. at this stage in my life with my relationship, which is super solid, um, it's not as chaotic. So sometimes I have to realize that most people that are in solid, happy relationships with their kids and with their partners are hopefully at sort of a status quo, meaning it's not, you know, Paul and I aren't, you know, blowing lines of cocaine and going out to nightclubs on weekend. Like we, we are literally in bed at nine 30. I'm drinking a mocktail. Like, so, so sometimes my childhood action is going, wait, what, what are we, well, there's no problem. What are we doing? Like, you know, and, and gets activated and gets activated by work, but I'm at the most happy and peaceful and feeling healthy and just like good every day and like this is great and and in a positive attitude I've ever been in but it's not like the crack when you first meet someone that's wrong for you and you're like oh my god you know it, yeah, it's solid and thrill. peaceful and loving real and the excitement um yeah I guess I yeah uh 
I think all of us that were raised in like in in those ways and then went on to have some um you know public um success you you get used to those hits of adrenaline yes and and yeah and so when you're without them you go it's normal yeah it's totally peaceful loving healthy normal fun laughing family it's all that it's just not me being in a nightclub at 13 years old and my mother telling me how to get a fake ID to get into, you know, the Palladium with say to Howard, the guy at the door, act like you belong, you know, like it's not that. So yeah, yeah, we have to control that beast in our lives, that addiction in our lives to the action yeah. and the getting thing. Yeah. And we get that through work a little. Yeah. Well, I got it. I didn't actually, I didn't miss it because I mean, again, I was married for such a long time and I was like, I was a mom and I was, you know, I have uh, grandkids, step grandkids. I have my kids. I have a, like this big family and, and houses that I was taking care of and taking care of my husband and taking care of everybody and feeling, I guess I was validated by people needing me, you know, to take care of them. Nice. And so, yeah, but it's, it, it sucks when it sucks now. <laughs> well, now you'll, they'll be the next chapter exactly. of that for sure. And that's, that's the part that I'm figuring out now where I feel like, I've done such a tremendous amount of growing in the last three years. Like, you know, like had your bones broken and regrown, like that yes. kind of growing. Um, and I, I think it's kind of made me taller, you know? Do you so, want to be connected to someone again? Oh, and yeah. That w- you do. Oh, yeah. You want to be in a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of feel like being able to have a life in which you can share I love sharing. I mean, sharing is obviously I love sharing. Uh, Over sharing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we That's a good name for another much. book. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. You love sharing. Yeah, and so um, you know, uh, having all these wonderful experiences, which I have been having this year, has been kind of a, a miraculous year. I've done so much travel and sort of back to work, and I'm getting my purpose and. Um, you know, and I'm I, I, I'm connecting to people in a whole different way than I was able to do earlier. So I'm really like my uh, my my career life is just freaking awesome right now. I'm the happiest I've been with what I am able to do and where I'm doing it and who I am speaking to and all of that. But then I come at home and for the first time in my life, I have nobody to share it with. I don't, I can't well, but say that's a better box to check before checking the relationship and then the career. So I would say at least you have the well, right first box check because you're going to come into whatever relationship with this is what's going on. This is what I am. This is this foundation. And sure. then that will be sure. additive. Sure. But also trying to, I mean, dating in New York when you're 57. I mean, that's I mean, have you, that's- what's your approach? Oh, I've done every approach there is in the book. I've gone on blind dates. I've gone on apps. I've gone on, you know, I've met people with my my friends. You know, what, whatever. So with online dating, you need to be at Barney's. You need to be at a select type of department store. You cannot be at Macy's, like at at at, at Walmart for this. You do not want to be on Amazon because it's overwhelming and you get full. And then you get distracted, but also you have to be a very discerning customer. You need to decide ahead of time, write down what exactly oh, you want. Oh, oh I and do I'm not settle at all. I've, 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 I've got my list. I know what my priorities are. Okay. 
and I've and you know they have changed radically in uh, you know I I think um it's so funny because I always thought you know funny smart sexy was like you know really important and then I realized I left off probably the most important thing which was uh physically and emotionally available <laughs> yes and I'm sorry you need someone successful because otherwise it's an awkward pause in every vacation, at every dinner, in the room, you just do. You need well, someone that's a level let me of just success. say, I've, I've, I because you know, I've, I've had so much advice on like what sort of dating I should be doing, and people keep saying, date real guys, date, date real guys that are just going to adore you and treasure you, and you know, they yeah. don't have to be like the blah blah blah. So I, yeah. have, I've gone out on dates with real guys, um, and uh, they either talk about themselves endlessly to try to, you know, bolster their self uh-huh. or, or they can't talk to me at all. So yeah, no, it's not, it's kind of doesn't work super well. No, it doesn't mean you're a bad person because you're not supposed to be dating someone that works at a drugstore. It means that you've accomplished a lot and you need to be able to have an educated conversation with someone who is passionate And who has accomplished something and wants to accomplish more because that's what you want to do. You're not going to respect someone who's sitting around on their ass. And I've been through it. And believe me, it's the one biggest challenge in me in any relationship is someone not feeling like they have to prove something. Yeah. Because I have so much naturally going on every day that walks into this door. So someone else is going to be like, oh, I did this and this happened and because no one feels, and then also financially, people are going to say, well, I mean, I'm not Aristotle Onassis, but, so I know you're used to this, but, and you just don't need that kind of thing because that gets worse. So uh, you need to be at Barney's, not yes, shopping ma'am. on Amazon. Barney's, yeah. going to okay. Barney's. Okay, so you need, you need to be at Barney's, even though Barney's closed, but it's okay. Yeah, exactly. It's okay, you need to be but, at the oops. proverbial Barney's. Um, so, and then- I, I'm gonna leave you alone soon. It's like a stalking relationship now. What about um, plastic surgery? Have you had it? Do you? What do you think about it? Do you want it? Um, do you do it? Yeah, plastic surgery. Um, there. I, I mean, I. I'm always kind of. I'm always feeling like I'm sort of torn in half about like what, 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 what do I want? Who do I believe in? What do I find attractive in other people? Mm-hmm. Like, I know. I I don't have any fillers or any Botox, right? And that's a personal choice. Never have. Never have, no. Wow. I did, I have, I've done lasers. I'm all for like non-invasive promises that are going to restore my collagen to prepubescent. Not that it works really that well, but I've, um, you know, I, I, uh, I love doing that because that makes me feel like I'm not doing anything really, you know. I'm- you look stunning and you look like, you look natural and you look like a woman. And I used to always think about the way Susan Sarandon used to look when I was young and she looked like she was aging beautifully. And I just did the plastic surgery tour, just so you know. So I now am a semi-expert on it because I've done it twice. What do you mean tour? So I to I will get Botox probably once or twice a year if I remember. Like I'm also not vain. So if I look... If I just go like this and I'm like, oh, well, there's a lot of lines there, then maybe I'll do it. But I'm not religious about it. And I don't ever really look in my face. Um, except do I look rested? Like I like that look of that freshness in the morning. And I always have some sort of, of a black circle. And even more so when I am rested, which is weird. Um, yeah. But I one time had filler only because I had the Botox in my TMJ jaw that made it collapse. Oh, 
I over a course of time. And so someone said filler and I didn't like it and I didn't do it again. Um, I'm not up on everything. I don't read articles on this. So I don't, I've never had any of those other, like the strings or any of the other stuff done. I've had peels. Okay. So I, someone, one of my friends who's a very well-known celebrity said to me, and she's vain. She, and you're not, and I'm not. So you got to split the difference. She said, you're late, not meaning go do something just as a part of a conversation. Oh yeah. Everyone's lying. Everyone's done it. And you're late and I'm 52 and she, and you're 57. So she said, you're late. Um, and everyone's done something and they're all lying about it. I said, oh, and two of my friends have done individual things that actually bothered them. Now I don't have a specific thing like aging, I guess would be a thing that could bother us or the black circles, but like the, I don't have a specific thing like the neck or whatever, just that line over when you smile. Now it's gotten longer. That's annoying in pictures. And I look back now and I had that 10 years ago, by the way. So this isn't like, I just never saw it. I, I, I look in pictures. I just saw something yesterday on my Wikipedia. It was an old picture. I'm like, wait, I keep thinking that's an old thing. I've had that for years. So, they had gone and I went on a, to meet the people who said the thing, the guys, the different doctors. And what they do say, they all say is if you are going to do something, like if you do think you're going to do something and if you're not, then great. Cause I know people who haven't like you, you and you look amazing. You could run the whole thing. I could probably tell you could let it ride. But if you have decided that you're going to do something, they say between 48 and like 52, 53, the way that your face chronologically, the age that your face chronologically looks. And they said 48 for me. But that between 48 and 53 is an optimal time to do it because if you're into your, you know, 60s, there's more to do. And then because there's more that's come down, so then there's more likelihood of a more dramatic look and change. Right. And also that if you do it in your 50s, it lasts longer like it'll last 15 years, but if you do it in your 60s, it lasts half that time. So it becomes more of a logical thing, not like me looking in my face today, but am I eventually, teeth too, same with the teeth. Are we getting on this road? If the, all the doctors are saying you're getting on this road because of erosion or TMJ, when are we getting on? Like that's the thing. So if a person, not you, Paulina, but I'm sure you have an opinion. If a person does think that they probably will get on that road, then when are they entering into this journey and with how much. That's what I liked about the tour was that it became not about, I don't like the way I look. It became about a logical decision. So I liked that about it. Okay. I can, I can see that. Um, I have a, I sort of have a slightly different view on it though. Good, because, let's hear it. Well, again, so here's my question to you. Um, are, are you happy with the way you look right now? Like, do you think you are, a good you, a good version of you right now? I am. I, I am. But I, I don't want to be 62 and then I should have entered early. That's the thing. Yeah. So that's the conversation. What you're saying, yes, I do right now like the way that I, yeah. I mean, with the, you know, I'm, I'm aging. I'm a person. It's well, normal. Well, that's the thing. And like, my question is like, why do we need to fix our faces as if they were broken with age? Are they really broken because you're aging? I mean, look at me. I've got lots of wrinkles. I'm getting slightly jowly, which um, I don't love. The jowl, the jowls and the turkey. Okay, that's what one of my friends had a real problem with the jowls and it kept getting worse. And then she, and the neck thing. So she's, and she looks like she did nothing. I like, I like, I like this. I like the tendons. I think they're cool. I think they look strong. 
So those I'm like, I'm embracing those. I think they, and I like them in other women too, but I don't like the, 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 the skin that hangs off that makes you look like you're melting. Okay. That I'm not like super into, but I like my wrinkles. I like, I like the life I've lived that's imprinted on my face and I don't want to take that away. I love that. And so I guess, so the jowly things will not, but if they were really bothering you, like my friend, they didn't bother until, and she's get, you know, gotten older so, until they really bothered her. And then she only did that one thing exactly. because it bothered her. And you cannot tell she had anything done. Like this exactly. is not clown. And that zero to me is like, that is what, if I have something done, it will be because one thing bothers me a lot and I will want to just smooth it out so it's not so it doesn't bother me anymore but right. I still want to inhabit the same age and the same face and you know we are going to get older there's no around it do i want to look like um I, I do not want to look like i'm 39 because it's impossible and i'm going to look weird and i Thank don't you. want to be you know when i this is like my my tagline on on, on instagram that i do a lot of hashtag between mm -hmm. jlo and betty white it's exactly because of this, because we are used, and this is this representation. Remember what we were talking about? Yes. It's about representation. How much representation are there of women who are 57 who look like I do, that have a fully, you know, that have a wrinkled face that's fully movable and that, you know, hasn't had any alterations to it? There's not very many of us. So well, I'm not very well represented. We agree. Okay, so we do agree because I am not vain. And any reason, it's like sort of like, I don't like when there's a little tiny hole on my shirt or a stain, but I don't mind if it's an old shirt. That's yeah. so, so I'm saying, yeah, I, if that line, it just annoys me. It doesn't have to do with being 99 or 29. It's yeah. just a thing. Um, or if yeah, a chip and it's in a not, tooth, I could feel it. It drives me nuts. A chip and a tooth, like in the yeah, back. No, but it's not age related. It's like not it's at all. So we agree more than yeah. you think because I don't want to look younger. I don't filter my pictures. I put. I know, and I, I mean, love you for it. I'm yeah, I don't. You're somebody that doesn't filter. I don't want to look younger. I want to look like I do. But if there's something like a gel or the hollow because I'm thin and because I, my, my jaw went, that's the conversation I'm having. I, and the doctor said, there are people that come in here. They want the Beverly Hills look. They want the Palm beach look. They want the, this look, they want the, that look and good surgery is no look. And my friends that have had it done, you cannot tell they're almost, one of them is almost annoyed because it's like she went in and you can't even tell because mm -hmm. she's lives in one of those places where you know, they look a little doll-like. Mm -hmm. And if you want the doll-like look, go for yours. Do whatever Absolutely. you want. I whatever love being my good. age. I'm raising my hand. I'm 52. I'm not, I love it. So yes, I we agree more than you know. It's oh just, no, I, I we we do in fact agree. But I'm sort of just I am I'm like my the 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 thing that's like such a big um part of this is that I feel as women well, i mean first of all we're shamed for everything from the moment we grow up right we're like shamed for the way we look and the way we act and we're too nice we're not nice enough we make too much money too little money you're not a good mother you're too much of a hovering i mean everything that's like just shame 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 on you right and and looks are and looks are one of the 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 things that because it can put us ahead and then it feels like it can hold you back and so it, the looks are so important to us women and I mean, sure, do we wish that it wasn't so, but it's been like this for thousands of years and is it going to go away next year? No, 
it's but that is- for different people i looks have done not looks do nothing for me in my career like they they for you they have been a currency for me it could almost be if i filter myself and look hot and sexy and have big giant medusa hair and a curvy little way like i will be trolled because it's such a sellout. Like looks are not part of what well, I have put forth in my career. Sure, but <laughs> you are all about being an authentic person. Like th- this is what draws me to you is that I feel like you are telling me the truth every step of the way. So if you if you filtered your face, then you're lying over in this one specific area. I agree. That we agree. From the authenticity, right? But um I feel like there's not enough representation of older women. There's a hole between JLo, who is like your age and looks like she's 39 and totally like freaking amazing. And then Betty White, who was a snap, crackly, amazing, old broad, you know? And then it's like, then you get visible again because you're so adorable. You're so cute. Look, she's 90 and she's still like full of pet. But in between those two, there's like, there's no representation. That's That's true. But by the way, that's what's interesting because just like the runway and different people being on it, people are deciding to change and and and, and they're I agree with you, but if somebody wants to do something, as long as they're honest, that's where you get me. Like if I decide to get a new face, if I decide to get green eyes, I have green eyes, uh, <laughs> purple eyes, blue eyes, blonde hair. I'm just going to be honest about it. Well, but please don't tell me it's yoga and water. Yeah. No, I won't. And I don't. Yeah. But I will say that this is a stupid analogy and then I'll leave you alone to your life and whoever it's for. <laughs> um, when I first started on Housewives, I was wearing a cable knit sweater, no makeup, doing my own makeup in these interviews and just being totally real. If you went out to an event, you went to the Trish McAvoy counter, Bloomingdale's got your makeup done on to like, we didn't have glam squads and you didn't, you weren't putting a gown on before you just meet four people and a camera guy for cocktails. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, but that's what it's come to now. And in this industry, it's hard. I couldn't just go back in the end. Yeah. And we still, and, and be in my sweatpants. Like you'd look weird. Denise Richards walked into a scene with these people on Housewives and looked crazy because they were all wearing head to toe Gucci and vajazzled Fs on their vagina. Like, so she had to up her game a little yeah. because otherwise it would be weird. Yeah. So we have to find that balance between upping our game a little and not, not representing a 50 something year old woman. I think that's the problem. You've got nine out of 10 people doing something and then you're sitting here alone. The only person who's not filtered and you're like trying to explain. It's like wearing the pregnancy T-shirt. Like I'm actually pregnant. I'm uploaded. You want to be like, hi, I'm not filtered because I know you're looking left and right and everyone looks hot and I look like a wreck. But I just want you to know yeah. I'm not filtered and you want the extra cookie for it. I, I have to do this all the time. Like now when I get booked for like the odd mod- modeling shoot and they they and I ha- it, it's in a different country and they want me to show up at eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, guys, um. I have a 57 year old face with a 57 year old reaction to travel and I'm waking up at eight o'clock in the morning. It's going to look like crap until like three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, the first day. So like be aware that that's what you're going to get. Right. And and it's like, people don't, people don't listen or they don't pay attention. And then you show up and they're all like, (gasps) well, okay. But what are we going to do about those eye bags? What are we going to do about this? Yeah. Her eyes are really puffy. Like, yeah. I mean, I told you that's like, the maintenance is different when you're my age in, in order to, yeah, you can, I mean, but again, I, I really want to normalize this. I want to normalize. The truth is I'm not kidding you. And I'm the most honest person. You know, I would tell you, sure. you look amazing. I really would. 
you look and you've looked like a wreck in some of those Instagram pictures that you've posted just like me. You look amazing. You happen to look amazing. I think because, you know, you were starting, you were at like a Michelin star. Like you started at such a high level that what's deteriorated in you has gotten you down to being just like normally beautiful, not like alien, crazy beautiful. That's what I think. I'm looking at you and I'm telling you right now, you're stunning and in a fresh and natural, beautiful, you look amazing. I think it's because you were starting at Hermes. So now you're maybe the affordable Hermes. You were like the rare Himalayan Birkin encrusted in diamonds. And now maybe you're just like, you know, a rare crocodile, you know, with, with, with palladium hardware. Like maybe you're not the rare. I think that's what the problem is. Like you started at such a high level that you just got knocked down on a But half I started at such a high level with um, zero self-awareness, with a rebellious attitude and smooth skin. And I wasn't freaking half the person that I am now, not even a quarter of the person that I am now, the level of patience and intelligence and insight and humor and everything else that I've got going on inside. Um, I had none of that. And that's when I was in my prime. And I'm like, no, no, I'm in my prime now. Yes. Yes. What prime in this woman looks like. It looks like older. I love it. I think it's amazing. I really do. And you had such hardship as a child and then modeling came easy to you. And then you had another bump and had hard hardship after your marriage. You're on a roller coaster. That's beautiful. And I really like where you are now too. And I'm so happy to know you now. Like, you know, I, you're going to tell, I'm going to get that wallpaper and put it somewhere just to remember you. And, and, um, yeah, you're my favorite Hermes bag. Oh, well, mm Kind of wrinkled, yes, just like in their maze bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying that's, just, yeah. Anyway, you're wonderful inside and out is the most important. And I'm so happy to have met you again. Thank you, Bethany. And ditto. And I, like, I love everything you do. I, I, again, it's like the honesty, the authenticity, and the putting out the good out into the world. You know? Thank like, you. That's, if we all could do a little bit more of that, we would the world would be a better place. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. It's lying dormant, waiting, and it could reactivate at any time. And while not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful, blistering rash that can last for weeks think you're not at risk for shingles it's time to wake up because shingles could wake up in you if you're over 50 talk to your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico or Puerto Rico. My accent's not the best, but I'm trying. But... I know Puerto Rico well. I've been there so many times. I Be Strong has done so many missions after Hurricane Maria. It is more than just a name. It is a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. The unique Bariqua spirit infuses the island's culinary landscape with a one-of-a-kind passion and point of view unlike anywhere else. I love Puerto Rico. I've been there twice in the last year. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and Native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. I'm ranting and raving in between all these podcasts that I don't get to talk to interesting people and hear their stories. And wow, Paulina and I had a great conversation. And I love when, you know, it's not just like a yes, everything you say is perfect. And yes, everything I say is perfect. It's just an interesting conversation, a back and forth. Um, two women in their 50s who've been through a lot of craziness. And I loved it. She's so interesting and really beautiful inside and out. What a wonderful conversation. I'm really better for that. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.